every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. And to find out more about our ministry projects worldwide, go to our ministry website, 18catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the latest episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Falkenstein, and uh, I've got a very special episode for you today. My co-host, Ken Watmore, is not with me, and that is actually uh, on purpose because last episode, we did a episode on ministry burnout and uh, kind of what that looks like generally, as I mentioned in the episode itself. I went through a burnout episode starting in 2013, and now here, what is this, October 2016, I'm really now, just in the last few months, feeling like I'm uh, nearly 100% back on track. And so, you know, if the last episode was the general, what is ministry burnout, I had a very deep heart to do kind of a made-for-missions, unplugged episode just to kind of, for me to speak speak from my heart about uh, really two things. How did I know that I had ministry burnout? And then number two, how did I recover? And so my hope today is to be able to speak to those people who are either going through ministry burnout and you found out about this podcast potentially as a Google search or on a Google search, or you love someone or care for someone who is either in your church, in your family, who is uh, who is going through ministry burnout, and you want to help them. And so, of course, the help could be on several levels, right? It could actually be, boy, I think my husband is going through ministry burnout, but he's not he's not recognizing it. And so that's what we'll hit first is, well, how did I know I had ministry burnout? And uh, maybe we'll add to that some of the sort of the, the, the signs that you want to look for. And then secondly, you know, how do I help him recover? Or how do I help this friend or my pastor or another guy on our ministry staff to recover? And so that's the heart. And I'm calling it an unplugged episode because I have very little notes. I really wanted just to be able to speak from my heart to be able to just kind of hopefully speak into your life today, dear brother and sister in Christ, if you're uh, going through ministry burnout. So in order to answer the first question, how did I know that I had ministry burnout? I really need to just uh, take a minute or two to, to take a little, to, to, to have a little background, to actually give you a little background on sort of what I, what I was going through in advance of the ministry burnout. So what I was going through, I was actually a president of a very small ministry called China Resource Center. And we had myself as the one full-time staff. We had uh, three or four people that were working for us either part-time or like on a, like on a, 
contract basis. So we had the accountant, we had, you know, the web guy, the IT guy, we had a graphic design guy, we had people that were helping us in a number of different ways, and we would just pay them as they were doing work, and that actually worked out pretty well. As our ministry began to grow, we began to catch some traction in our projects, which at the time were rural Bible distribution, using Bibles already printed in China, and then uh, rural church building. And so for me, really what happened was, as we were doing more and more of these projects, of course, it took more funding. And so for every 10,000 Bibles we distribute, you know, that was uh, $40,000 I needed to raise. Every church building was somewhere in that forty to 60000 And so you can imagine if you're doing that at any, at any level, let's just say you did four churches and four distribution events at uh, forty grand each. You know, that, uh, yeah, what is that, $320,000 just to do those projects. And then there's the my funding, my salary and benefits, the other people that we had. And so really for me, the pressure of the funding and the burden of of that was uh, continued to weigh on my mind. In addition, you know, again, much longer story, but from the very day that I felt like God called me to impact China for Christ, I mean, I was sold. I was set. I was so in love. And so, <laughs> so grabbed my heart. And so I've had this deep passion to see all of the 1.4 billion people in China come to know Christ. And, you know, the problem with that, of course, is that as you carry that around long enough, a, I'm, I'm never going to accomplish it, and uh, even though I am, I do have the spiritual gift of faith and uh, believe that God's able to use me, that's probably not going to happen, right? And then number two, boy, the pressure of this uh, this fundraising, you know, just kind of got me. And so I was, you know, we got into sort of early 2013, and I was doing some of the same things I'd done before, a lot of travel for the funding appointments, speaking engagements. I was doing the same things that I had done over the previous what would that have been at that point, eight years, and not getting the same results. And so that was really the first, I think, the first way that I knew that I had was something was going on. I felt a lot more tired all the time. I felt weak. I felt like I was on a sinking ship. And uh, that's kind of hard to explain, but it was sort of like no matter how hard I tried to do the things I'd done before and to keep up with the, the needs of the ministry, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And as it got really bad into sort of, let's just call this March or April of 2013, I mean, I would sit at my desk. I would have sort of my to-do list for the day. So I could get that far. I could get that far to make the list. But boy, there was nothing inside of me, seriously, that no more energy to be able to actually accomplish anything on the list. For a long time, I tried to sort of think of how to explain this to people who've never been through ministry burnout, and it's it's hard. But the way that I've kind of come up with it was that it was almost like my hands were figuratively tied behind my back, and someone was hitting me on the back of the head once an hour because I felt confused. I felt kind of disoriented. You know, uh, some of the counseling that I went through later so I probably didn't have the absolute worst case of ministry burnout that anyone has ever seen. The counselor that I that I went to had had a lot of experience in trying to helping people with ministry burnout. And so it was interesting because he told me about a guy that was uh, had a very bad case in Paris, American guy ministering in Paris. It got so bad for him, this confusion, this, you know, weakness, he could not himself get himself through the Paris airport 
to be able to get on a plane to come home back to America to get the help that he needed. He actually had to have a friend fly to Paris, help him through the airport, onto the plane, and on to his uh, hometown here in the state. But that's, but that's, I had a lot of that. And, and again, if you've never been through ministry burnout, you're probably going to go, is that an exaggeration? That seems kind of odd that that could happen. But, but that's really what it is. It really is just very, very draining. I was out of energy. I was confused. And, uh, you know, what made it w- really worse for me, it was almost like the ministry burnout compounded other problems. You know, obviously fundraising was really became kind of out of the picture. I mean, I was just kind of done for a long time. I still had a family to be able to provide for. And so the pressure of that, trying to fundraise on top of the burnout. And finally, I was just like, I am out. I cannot do this anymore. So that's really how I knew. So as I began to do some uh, research on the internet, fortunately at that point, there were some people that were already beginning to blog about ministry burnout. If you know anything about me, my ministry heritage runs all the way back to the mid-90s when I went on staff with a ministry called The Navigators, which is uh, out of Colorado Springs, just kind of down the road from where I'm at now. And their people resources team had some stuff. Uh, there was one video on their website in particular that I really, really appreciated. And it was actually a lady, I think a single lady, who they had recorded. And she had began to explain on video what this uh, ministry burnout, you know, really looked like for her. And I kind of went, yes, 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 and yes. I have all of that. That's exactly me. And so I would really highly recommend if you're either trying to figure out if you have ministry burnout or you know someone who does you know go to some of these these resources in the show notes of this uh, web of this uh, podcast by the way I'll go ahead and put some of these resources the other guy that I'll mention in particular and he probably gets tired of me mentioning him but there's a pastor in Canada somewhere I think he's just outside of Toronto somewhere his name is Kerry Newhoff and Kerry Newhoff probably more than anyone, God used Kerry Newhoff's uh, blog posts to help me. So I'm going to put those in the show notes as well. But, you know, for him to be able to say, okay, here's exactly what burnout is. Here's what had happened. This is, this is what happened to me. Again, which I said, yes, 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 and yes, that was totally me. But then he actually had some pretty nice resources on how to recover. And so uh, we'll put those as well. So that's a little bit about my story, how I knew that I had a ministry burnout. Unfortunately for me, and I'll get to this in the next segment in terms of how did I recover. Unfortunately for me, of course, I was on staff with a very small ministry. Now, I had a full board of directors, but even those board guys really didn't know how to help. And so as you diagnose yourself or you have someone else diagnose yourself that you do have ministry burnout, my one recommendation at this point of the podcast would just be to lean into whatever resources you have, you know, and so if that's just the resources I have on this website uh, for the, the podcast page, do it. If you're on staff with a larger ministry and you have some resources where they have a ministry staff care element lean into those as absolutely as hard as you can the lady that i mentioned on the uh, navigators video said that they were able to give her seven months completely off still paid but completely off 
She said after the seven months, she didn't feel like she was all the way back. So she asked for another five. So we're talking about at this point, a full year. And this is with one of the largest, you know, Christian ministries in America. So they had all the resources, they had all the counselors and they had all the people. And so I do find that recovery as we get into recovery next does run that gamut where for someone like me, I was in a, with a very small ministry. If you're with a small church and you don't have a lot of resources, just know it's probably going to take you a couple of years, a couple of two, three years to be able to recover. For those that are with big ministries that have the resources, that might be reduced. I mean, you can imagine being off completely from ministry for a year and she just went away got with the Lord a lot, you know, and just recovered and just went through the steps. And so that, I mean, just think about just being off for a full year. And that's, that's what I would call kind of the minimum, I think, in terms of what I think about it. So anyway, let me take a little break here. We've got our friend Tom Muller, who would love to have a few words and say a few words. We're so thankful for uh, Tom, by the way, because he's a local radio guy here in the Metro Denver area where we are. And he's just always been so sweet in terms of the time that I was with the, you know, doing, having them, you know, recovering from the burnout, you know, he was so sweet to have me in the, the studio and we did some things and he just kind of kept me going. So Tom, thanks for that. Uh, when we come back, I'll talk a little bit about the second half, which is how did I recover? And I really want to pour, hopefully pour into your life if you're listening to this, um, because you either know someone that, ha- that is, uh, has ministry burnout or someone if you're the person it's yourself who has the burnout so anyway thanks for joining me and uh, i'll be back in just a minute hi i'm tom moeller as a pastor or ministry leader you know the value of having congregation members excited about god's work both at home and abroad think about having a church full of people who know their place and god's great mission engaged to reach the world for jesus that's a church on fire Or maybe you're a conference director looking for a dynamic speaker to come in and point people toward fulfilling the Great Commission in their lives. Mike Falkenstein would love to come and serve your church or conference by making a great speech to attendees on a Sunday morning or for a weekend event, making your event a huge success. Mike has a deep desire to make your job easier. Visit Mike's website at Mike falconstein.com and go to the speaking page to find out more about how you can have him come and serve you in this way. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for this uh, very special unplugged episode of the Made for Missions podcast. And I think, you know, I was just thinking about the name of our podcast, Made for Missions, Missions and Missions Work and ministry burnout kind of go hand in hand. I mean, this is a perfect episode or a perfect topic to be talking about as it relates to missions because missionaries occasionally go through ministry burnout. So I hope this is an encouragement to you. In the second half of the podcast, what I'd like to be able to do is to talk about how did I recover and kind of what were the steps. As I mentioned before the break, for me, it was a let's just call it a three-year process. And of course, uh, part of that for me is I've served on a very small ministry and we didn't have the resources. And, you know, I actually think too, as I look back on it, I think God wanted me to have it, have to 
recover for three years. So I'll talk a little bit about that as well. But in terms of the recovery, I think as I analyzed, okay, I have, I sort of self-diagnosed myself. I definitely, according to all that I've read, I have ministry burnout. So I actually had some vacation time. This was summer of 2013, saved up. Like I never used my all my vacation time. So I kept adding and adding and adding. And so I took six weeks completely off. And uh, I mean, I had my cell phone turned off most of that time. I did not do, in essence, any ministry whatsoever. My board guys at the time were really great about that and said, yeah, you just need to go. You take all that vacation time. It was fortunate, of course, that it was summer. And so we did some fun stuff with the family and my wife and I got sort of an extended time away, kind of a quote unquote staycation. We just went to downtown Denver. We're out in the suburbs, we went to downtown Denver and had kind of a four day retreat down there at a hotel. And so that was really fun. Just kind of, just kind of, you know, walked around and had fun downtown. And so that was kind of the first part was, you know, you need to, I think it's just essentially you got to, you got to pull away. And so, because there were some things that in, in any case, in my case and in your case, and those who know people who have ministry burnout, there was reason why that happened. Right. And so you got to pull away from those reasons. You got to pull away from those things. And so I did that at first, you know, in the last couple of years as I've been trying to recover myself and help some other people that I've known who've been through it. You know, I've uh, run across a really good definition of uh, what ministry burnout is. And it's just this continual involvement in ministry tasks that are more draining to you than they are life-giving. And you do that over and over and over again. Then finally, the body just goes, okay, I'm done. I just can't do that anymore. And so for me, I just had to stop doing those things. And so that involved fundraising and really sort of project management in terms of the projects that we were doing in China. And so I just kind of pulled away. Now, that was very risky. I didn't pull away right away. In fact, it probably wasn't until late 2014 that I really pulled away because, again, I had a family to provide for and I had a full-time job. And so that was very, very hard. And so if you're going through that, I would just say sort of tread on that, you know, very carefully and assess, you know, for yourself what it was that that for you that caused the burnout, you know, what was it that you continue to do that you just couldn't sustain anymore? Fortunately for me, God sort of intervened through my wife. And so in the sort of early part of 2015, actually, I think my wife recognized, okay, this is actually going to be kind of a long-term deal. And so she was already ready to begin working again. So we'd always had this commitment for us that uh, when our kids were little, that she'd stay home and I'd be the you know, the provider and our kids are now teenagers and older. And so she was excited. So she, she'd gotten a job with a local Chick-fil-A part-time at first, which quickly turned into the general manager's position at a Chick-fil-A and which didn't completely replace my salary that I had before, but it came close. You know, by the time we got to sort of May or June of 2015, you know, we had, we had at least had had that salary, which then relieved me from having to be the main provider. Now, I think biblically, it's still the husband's job to do that. But certainly, I think for us who have been through burnout, or if you're going through burnout, you just need to, if if in any way you can, 
relieve yourself of that, I would highly recommend doing it because it's probably, you know, something having to do with being the provider that's causing the burnout. And so you just have to pull away. And by the way, I think this is where a lot of people don't ever come back into ministry. And as I do more and more research and talk to more and more people, I'm finding that a number of people that go through ministry burnout just never go back. They never do a, a full-time ministry job again, whether that's missionary, ministry administrator, pastor. They just don't ever come back because it was those things that they burned them out that you know they were going to have to eventually to continue doing their job that they were going to have to go back to. And so and that's a cycle. I've had people that I've known who or talked to who... I mean, they've went through ministry burnout like twice or three times because it was just kind of like hitting their head against this brick wall over and over again. And so that's why a lot of people don't come back into ministry. So I think for me, in terms of recovery, the rest was good and giving myself permission to rest because eventually doing this fundraising, which was one of the main causes of the burnout in the first place, was just going to kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say wreck me forever, but... I was never going to recover, and so I needed to give my permission and my wife's permission to tell her, hey, you've just gotten this job. I, I'm on this journey. Would you be okay with me you know, doing X, Y, and Z and kind of lay out the steps? And so when I got that approval from God and my wife, I started to do some things that I enjoyed. So I tried to work hard on, you know, well, I've always had a real heart for this the podcasts, right, for radio. And so a little over a year ago, as I was going through the recovery process, I started this website, MikeFalkenstein.com, and started the podcast. Uh, we're now, you know, well over a year into episodes, and uh, this heart to mobilize and equip Christians towards Great Commission fulfillment. So I started to do some of those kinds of things. I've always been a real research, Bible researcher, love to research the Bible, love to do Bible study. So I just spend a lot of time in the Bible and uh, reading and, you know, trying to do some things that I enjoyed because then that, that kind of refuels the soul, right? That refuels us when we have an opportunity to do that. And so another thing that I really tried hard to do that was really beneficial was focus on what caused the burnout and uh, really dig deep hard and with my time with the Lord to go, God, what, what, what did you have in mind here? You know, why, why am I do, why am I going through this? And then just being quiet and listening to what God has to say. And that is actually very healing in itself, right? I mean, we know time with God is life-giving, right? We see throughout the New Testament about Jesus saying repeatedly over and over, seek first his kingdom and all these things will be given to you, right? Seek first his kingdom, a lot of extra time in the word and with God. And so at least in terms of in the recovery process as well, okay, Lord, what what is it that caused the ministry burnout and identifying those things and then going to him and saying, you know, I think I still have a real heart for ministry. I can't do the fundraising in the way I was doing it before, which was... Mainly, I put the responsibility slow, solely on myself, which, I mean, we need, to, we need to have the responsibility in some regard, but it's God's work, right? It's God's money. And to have all this pressure on me, you know, was not right. I replaced the, the place that God should have had in that, <laughs> in that uh, process, right? 
So I began to do things that I enjoyed, focused on the things that caused the burnout and began to kind of make for myself a a stepping stone, a certain stepping stones to be able to get back into ministry. Okay, I'm not going to do it this way again. And I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to be here doing this the, the way I did it before. And so what happened through that whole process, I'm happy to say, is that I, as I began to uh, come back and do more ministry. Yeah, I felt like God was calling me back into ministry. We changed the name of China Resource Center to uh, 1-8 Catalyst. And that actually was a part of the process too. I mean, those. I mean, what what China Resource Center represents to me now is this, you know, painful time that I went through. So it had to be. If I was getting back into ministry, it had to be another name, kind of a new focus, kind of a new direction, using some of the experience that I've had in China, but you know, definitely a new direction. So I started to minister in some way I felt like were some new strengths that God had given me. So over and over again, what I've read, it was the same thing that I experienced in my own life, that as you come back from ministry burnout, you know, you definitely come back different. I mean, I definitely have some strengths in some areas that I didn't. God definitely worked in some areas. Like I always used to say, by the way, that uh, as, as an example, I always used to say, I am not the ministry guy that you want to go and do hospital visits. My empathy level was very low. God just, whatever it was, I needed to have high empathy <laughs> for people in the hospital or people in pain. I just never got that. I missed that class somehow. Now that I'm back from ministry burnout, I have a tremendous amount of additional empathy for people that I just never had. And so I'm ministering in some of those strengths now that's actually really cool because, <laughs> you know, in the case of the hospital visits, people who are in hospitals are in real pain and have real doubts. And, you know, to be able to minister them to them in ways that I didn't in the past is really special. It's very, very special. So finally, I just have a few minutes, but you know, finally, I, I want to just give some encouragement for those who have found this podcast and who are going through burnout and or ministry burnout of any kind. Let me just give you a couple of things. Number one, don't give up. I mean, I actually had for the first time in my life, suicidal thoughts. I mean, and if anyone knows me, you know, I'm the most positive person you'll ever see, right? I mean, if that glass is half full, I'm going to generally go, that's oh, probably a little more than half full. You know, I mean, I'm a total faith guy, God is able guy, all of that. And so for me to have suicidal thoughts was, was odd. And so don't give up, you know, don't make any rash decisions right now. I mean, uh, you're going to, you're going to feel crummy. You're going to feel like you're going to need to, you know, go get a new career and, you know, buy a new car and do some things that, you know, are going to make you feel better. And I just say, take a deep breath. It'll get better. It'll get, I promise, it'll get better, right? This hasn't caught God by surprise. He knows what he wants to do in your life. And so just lean hard into that and get all that you can that God wants to give you in this season of your life. You know, this is not something, you know, he still loves you. And he's doing this in your life for a reason. I would say another suggestion, surround yourself with advocates and people that you know are, are on your team and are going to be praying for you and ask them actively to be praying for you. Also, as I, I actually already mentioned this, but I have here, dig deep into what God wants to teach you and 
I guess the thing I'd add to that is it's going to take time. For me, it was three years. Now you can imagine over the last three years, all the times that I ever doubted that I would ever get out of a ministry burnout season. I mean, it was all the time. It was almost constant, actually. And I would just encourage you, dear brother or sister, that it's, you know, it's, you're, it will get better. It's going to take some time, but it will get better. Okay. Begin doing activities that bring you life. So if you're a fisherman or you love to spend time with your kids, do a lot extra more of that. You know, do a lot more of those kinds of things because again, it begins to kind of show you that, hey, kind of a normal life is possible, right? I'm out here fishing. I'm not in my bed, you know, uh, being all depressed or off in a corner somewhere. I'm actually doing something of some value and something that I like doing. And so I would just say, you know, begin doing activities that bring you life. I would say too, dear friend, be praying and asking God for what he has next in your life. That could be, you know, getting back into a ministry with a whole new you. Maybe like I mentioned, you're going to have some new things that some new strengths that you didn't have before. Maybe if this is God's way of saying, you know, your service and ministry is very honorable. I'm ready to, to uh, have you do something else. Maybe you've got a brother that's got a business and he's been wanting you to work with him or, you know, whatever it is. Maybe there's been this opportunity that you've had that, uh, you know, you now say, you know, I think this is a good time to do that. And then finally, I would just say, I may never meet you in person, but know that uh, I'll be praying for you. I know exactly what you're going through. I'm just coming out of a ministry burnout season of my own, and I know how hard it is, and I'm going to be praying for you. And I pray that God would just totally restore you in a brand new way. So I, I'm just, just know that I'm, I'm going to be praying for you dearly and uh, sincerely. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining me. I hope this episode is good. I hope it's been helpful. I think God uses ministry burnout, obviously, for a reason, and uh, I'll just be praying. If it's, uh, if it's you that's going through the ministry burnout, or if it's someone that you know, that you, that God just would meet you right in that place and use it for his purposes. Thank you so much for joining us for this special unplugged episode of the Made for Missions podcast. Please contact me. I'm at Missions Mike on Twitter. Obviously, my website, MikeFalkenstein.com, has all the contact info. If you need someone just to talk to, I'd love to do it. Or if you need additional resources, I'd love to do it. However it is that I can come alongside you in this season of your life, I would love to do it. Thanks so much for joining me, and I'll look forward to having you on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast.